Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and Ryan isn't here this week. He's away uh, celebrating his anniversary with his wonderful wife. But I am joined by Triple Phase 3, a.k.a. Dustin, returning guest to the show. How are you doing this week, Dustin? I'm doing great. Thanks again for having me. And how are you? Good. I'm actually really excited because so guys, Dustin is a friend of mine. We used to work together and he's now been on the show uh, filling in for me twice with Ryan. Uh, but we haven't actually had a chance to sit down and, and do the show together. So I'm really I'm excited. I know it's just been one of those things. I'm like, I, I, we've talked about it for, for t- time and time again. And then it's just it, Ryan, Ryan, both times. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I really, still love you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually. So his anniversary was actually on Tuesday, which is our normal recording night. And then when we decided that we were going to record on Thursday for scheduling reasons, I was like, "Oh, maybe Ryan can jump in." And he's then he's just like, "No, it's my week off." I was like, "Okay, that's fair." I think uh, Ashley's sick, so it's like they had a, an anniversary on Tuesday, and she got immediately sick, and I was just like, "Oh, that that sucks." So never, send, never the ups without the downs. Exactly. Yeah. So send uh, all the the love and care over to Ryan as he nurses his poor sick wife and uh takes care of three kids <laughs> and no uh, problem. yeah well <laughs> well he's busy doing that we get to be busy playing games so uh, we actually have a lot to talk about this week um which i'm very very excited about uh normally at this point in time in the show for the last like uh, couple of months before we do this joss uh, yeah. let me just jump in right here and I, I would be remiss if i didn't but have you actually put any more thought into the god of war bundle normally ask me about god of war oh, i didn't want to so miss this good. opportunity <laughs> so i have not yet played god of war however uh we do have a new tgi game club when we are going to be playing god of war so it is available on pc it's over on steam it was 60 dollars canadian so i'm not quite sure probably around like between 40 and 50 American (laughs) over on Steam. And uh, so it is available. You don't have to have a PlayStation anymore. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to be doing this. Our first discussion is going to be on October 2nd. Ryan has already played through and found where like the first milestone is. So if you guys want to join the conversation over in the Discord, reminder, we do like a little like three to five hour kind of chunk of game every week and then have discussion posts about it that are like threaded in the Discord. So you can join those discussion points at any point in time. So like if you can't play for one week or something and then you get caught up, like you can join the, you know, week two discussion at any point in the future. So uh, the game club so far have been really successful. We've been having a lot of fun and uh, I'm going to actually be doing this one. I'm going to be right in there with you because we are playing God of War. It's happening. <laughs> I know. And as am I, Ryan and I were chatting earlier about this and and I just said to him before we even had this little in- information here that I'm like, I, I really need to play the first one again. I haven't played it for uh, it's go, uh, at least a year and a half, two years, and I only played it through once and I really enjoyed it. So I would love this refresher as well before we uh, jump into Ragnarok. Yeah, and Ragnarok, I think uh, we're probably not going to finish the God of War story before Ragnarok comes out. And that was kind of a question mark slash consideration. But it's like because those kind of milestones and discussion threads and stuff are, are going to be popping up every week, it's like you can play ahead. There's nothing saying you can't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually, like if you want to play through God of War and finish it before Ragnarok comes out, um, the, basically the game club will catch up to you. <laughs> so, right. uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to, to seeing everybody's takes. And, and I mean, I'm looking forward to playing it. So it's been out for four years. 
And uh, I'm hoping that it's like as amazing as everybody says. I'm always worried about these titles where it's like everyone speaks so highly of it. But by the time I get to it, it's years later. And I'm like, what if it doesn't hold up? And and I'm with you on that. And it goes for movies as well. And and I get where you're coming from. I personally think it will. I think you'll find something to love about uh, the story or or where they're headed with it, even into the sequel. But I I hear you. And and I I think you're in safe hands with this uh, with this franchise so far. So I, I don't miss the opportunity. You know, no matter what, you'll find something to love. Yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. It's like, I mean, just like looking at the trailer and stuff. And I'm not really sure why. I think I got like the God of War franchise confused with Gears of War. And I had played Gears of War, like literally about 20 minutes of it years ago. And I was like, this is not my thing. So when everyone was getting super hyped about God of War, I was just like, eh, whatever. (laughs) Like, I don't want to play that. And then Ryan was talking about how it was like this emotional journey with this like God and his son. And I was like. That is not, not my experience. Not <laughs> like, this isn't like big beefy guys with giant weapons shooting at each other. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> so I was very confused <laughs> about the direction that they took the franchise because I had this totally wrong franchise in my head. <laughs> yep, absolutely. The, the GOW uh, acronym there is uh, it, it applies to two different franchises right now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I'm uh, I think that's kind of why I, I skipped it in the beginning is because I, I just thought it was something totally different. And then it's one of those things where just, you know, more and more things kept coming out because we are so spoiled now with the amount of like not just we're going to talk about some AAA stuff this week. We're going to talk about some indie stuff. But basically, like we have five different games to talk about this week that you and I have been playing. So there is just so much out there. And that doesn't even count all the games as a service that we're involved in. So like (laughs) there is so much game content that if you don't jump on something right at the beginning, it tends to get lost pretty quickly so i'm looking really forward to uh the kind of opportunity to play through with you guys and i know a lot of you have already played it and you're gonna go like like dustin and do replays and that's really really cool and uh yeah i'm i'm very excited to like have my first impressions having never seen it before versus you're like oh you're gonna love this part that's coming up next like i think there's gonna be a lot of interesting discussions and this is the big thing is like, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous of you to be able to experience this game for the first time. You know, it's something that we as, you know, once you play or see something, it's very hard to wipe the slate clean and go back to and, and re-experience that first time, right? Yeah. This is how I feel. Like how you're feeling right now is how I feel every time someone plays Horizon for the first time. <laughs> Perfect. Like, you're finally getting to it. Yes. You have to tell me everything. I must live vicariously through you. <laughs> it helps. It helps. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm really excited about that. Again, the discussion is going to begin in our Discord. If you aren't a part of our Discord, why not at this point? Uh, but you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Discord to join in the conversations. And like I said, all of the uh, discussion threads are um, like kind of like spoiler marked and, and threaded and everything else. So you don't have to worry about getting later things spoiled if you're playing through a little bit more slowly. And people are really good about jumping back into the conversation um, as people go and hit those uh, kind of milestones of the playthrough. So our first milestone and our first discussion is going to begin on October 2nd. So uh, Ryan has posted what the milestone is. If you guys are interested, you can like start playing now and then we'll open the thread on October 2nd. And I think it's going to be really fun. It's like a book club, but for games. So 
hope you guys enjoy and I hope that you're on board with our game pick. I think it was a little bit selfish on my part this time, I'll be honest. <laughs> Right. But again, I mean, it's a means to an end, right? And you need it. You needed this. And I know some I people are, there, are in your so spot. <laughs> some people are in your spot who haven't played it before. And like you said, maybe it's not their, their go-to or maybe they had a mistaken G-O-W reference. <laughs> um, but this is their chance to get in on it. So I think it's a win-win for everybody in the end. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we actually, I think both you and I have been playing a lot of stuff on Game Pass this week. Um, outside of uh, my first one here, which is Splatoon 3. Um, I was going to save this for when Ryan got back, but he said he doesn't know if he's going to pick it up, which just is blowing my mind because Ryan usually buys all of the Nintendo things. So I thought that was kind of weird, but um, I have been playing Splatoon 3 and something really kind of cool happened in Splatoon 2. So they have these like splat fests, which are usually just these in-game events where you like choose a team that doesn't really mean much. And then at the end of the event, they tally up all the points for everybody who, you know, pledge their allegiance to different teams. Like right now, uh, the splat fest that's going on is like if you were stranded on a desert island and you could only bring one thing, one thing, would you bring uh, food? Uh, supplies or fun. <laughs> so you have to choose like one of the three things that you would want on a desert island. So like, it's just, you know, shrug, weird, whatever stuff. Right. It's just like arbitrary things to divide the player base and, and create a little bit of competition, right? Okay, so that's how they choose teams? Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, and then so in Splatoon 2, near the end of uh, kind of its like active development cycle, they had this Splatfest, which was order versus chaos. And at the end of the Splatfest, chaos won. And then Nintendo revealed that the results of that Splatfest were going to inform the theme of their next game. So basically, because Chaos won over Order, Splatoon 3 is this like post-apocalyptic, like crazy mess of a game. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's a really cool, like having the um, community like influence their game development choices, but without telling the community. Like, I don't know if people would have chosen Order over Chaos. I think they probably still would have chosen Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it really did influence, like, the design of the main town, the design of the clothing, the, um, like, there's always, when you first log into the game, there's this, like, uh, kind of, like, morning show TV thing going on where they tell you uh, it's these two little squid guys that tell you all about what's going on. And in the previous games, they had been very kind of, like, prissy, preppy, like, whatever. And then now they're, like, <laughs> one of them's got, like, vampire fangs. And they're, like, wow. just, like, they are they are chaotic in their design as well as, like, the way they interact with each other. It's really cool. Um, and it's like it's everything from that, like all the way down through the development and, and through the story as well. So basically, like the single player story talks about um, how the like humans basically die off in this giant climate change apocalypse. And I was like, too okay. soon, man, too soon. This, yeah, right, it's right around the corner. It yeah, seems exactly. Like. So, uh, so this new apocalyptic world, this is based on the choice and this was not in splatoon 2 so this is all new yes yeah so uh it's it's basically like a it like technically takes place after splatoon 2 but not really like 
continuation necessarily. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's it's really cool. It's really interesting. And so I've mostly spent my time playing the multiplayer because I loved multiplayer in Splatoon 2. Um, but the multiplayer is very, very, very similar to Splatoon 2. It's like all the same controls, all the same, like the, um, it's called, or the one I, I play is called Turf War. And so basically the idea is you just try to cover the majority of the map with your team's color of paint or ink. Now this I is guess all ink. I know <laughs> tune is yeah. the multiplayer. I had no idea there was actually a single player story. Yeah, there's... <laughs> There is a single player story. Uh, there has been at least I didn't play the original one, um, but I did play two and now three and they both have a, a, a single player campaign. I'm not sure if they had a single player campaign in the first one. They must have. They must have. Um, I, I can't imagine Nintendo just making a multiplayer game. They kind of did that at the very beginning of the uh, Switch. That's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say Smash Brothers, but it too has a uh, has a single player campaign, yeah. if you will. <laughs> I was trying to think there was like, um, oh, what was that that game that they came out with with the Switch because of the motion control? Like you could feel the ice cubes in a glass with the vibrations, whatever yeah, that the motion party control. games. Yeah. The, it, there yeah. was that one where, that you would like punch and you had this like the glass gloves on the springs and stuff i think that was multiplayer only but i can't even remember like okay. it might have literally been called like punch out or something <laughs> <laughs> it probably wasn't punch out but yeah. yeah it was like it was one of their like flagship things when they launched the platform i think that was okay. multiplayer only but it's not normally a thing they do anyways uh splatoon 2 and 3 definitely have a single player campaign uh, but i mostly play it for the multiplayer and uh i haven't played in I don't know, a few years. Like, it's been a while since I've played Splatoon 2. Um, and so, for, for better or worse, the multiplayer is basically the same. And that means everyone is disgustingly good. And I am so bad. <laughs> like, uh, I am, even though there is, like, um, like skill-based matchmaking in Splatoon, um, it's, like, it tries to match you with people of your skill level and your, like, level and everything else. And... It's it like, means nothing at the beginning. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it means nothing when I'm at zero and everyone else has like five years experience because I am just getting just like I'm at the bottom of my team every single match. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but hopefully I'm having a, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's a chat end game chat after you can just apologize. <laughs> yeah, there is no end game chat, thankfully. And uh, and the other thing that they actually do is like once you get into a lobby, you can choose like after the, the first match is done. They're also only three minutes long, which is really fun. So uh, after the match is done, you can choose to jump right back in with that group or like um, go in and change your loadout and jump back in with the same group or back out of the lobby. So like you can just keep going like with the same group of people over and over and over again. And then they just kind of like randomly shake up the teams. So like you just have eight people and then your team of four out of the eight is is different every time. Okay. So it's like you if you go into a lobby and someone on your team is terrible like me, you're not <laughs> stuck with me round after round after round after round um so yeah it's it's really fun and nice. uh yeah they've got uh i think there's two maps in rotation at any given time um and as far as i can tell the maps change daily um so it's like two maps for a day next day it'll be two different maps and they kind of like oh, rotate yeah. them through and mix it up yeah 
Oh, that's nice. It's a little way to shake things up. Mm -hmm. And then there's also uh, like there are other multiplayer modes as well. I like Turf War because it makes me feel like I'm contributing to my team, even if I'm not getting kills. Like it's not just like a straight up like team deathmatch. It's like you have to cover the map with your ink. So like I can go off into the corners where there's nobody and just like make sure that our team's ink color is there, you know, and <laughs> then I don't feel like I'm totally useless if I can't, you know, shoot accurately. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's always there's always ways to help. That's right. Yeah. And then the final thing I'm going to say about Splatoon 3 before we move into some of these other titles is that um, they allow you to turn off the motion control. Thank you, Nintendo, for not making me play with motion control because you can basically um, like use the pro controller or the um, joy cons to like aim up and down so like if you tilt the controller up you aim up or i think you can also do the inverse but um basically like you can tip the controller to to do the pitch of your aim and i hate it so much <laughs> so you can turn that off and have it just be like left stick right stick like you would in any other shooter and oh my god it's so much better so thank you yeah. for giving me the option and not forcing me down the motion control path, Nintendo. You've learned. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're and again, like it has its place in in certain games, and I get that. But yes, there are some times where you don't want to be flailing around. You just want to play. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I do flail. I mean, <laughs> you've met me. You know I so, flail. <laughs> right. So you can't flail and play is what you're saying. You just all over the place trying to. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. like yeah, I'm the kind of person that would like go on oh, like oh, with my arm going everywhere in the controller and then the motion control would be like where are you even trying to shoot right now i can't even keep you straight what's going on let's so, we'll put you in a corner over here for a yeah. moment <laughs> <laughs> you need a timeout <laughs> so so yeah i'm really enjoying it it's kind of like it's more of the same but there is a single player campaign that i have yet to dive into so i'm sure that's going to be pretty interesting but uh yeah i mean if you like splatoon 2 you're gonna like splatoon 3 it's got a lot of it's got like a really kind of rabid fan base that just love this game. So, I mean, my cues are super fast. It's very similar to Marvel Snap in that, like, I don't care when I lose because the games are so fast that, like, right. it doesn't stick with you, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, you just gotta wash it off. And you get like you said, when you get back into it, there's less stew time. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you're just it's like round after round after round, three minutes of a t at a time. And then, you know, it's done. And so you don't sit with it very long and, you know, you have like the opportunity to get a fresh start and go in and improve. Right. So. Uh, so, yeah, I think it, it's really well designed and it's a lot of fun. So if you guys are interested at all, if you like Splatoon 2, you'll like Splatoon 3. So thumbs up, recommend. Um, sticking with the AAA titles, I think before we move into some of the smaller indie stuff, I want to talk about Deathloop, <laughs> especially as like a. A kind of comparison to Splatoon. <laughs> you know, yes, I'm shooting sir. people with ink, you're shooting people with bullets. Disgust. It's, it's close. It's close. <laughs> so, yeah, I was able to uh, to to jump on Deathloop as it came uh, became available on Xbox Game Pass. And so yeah, it came out um last year, September of 2021 as a PS uh, exclusive and uh, and just now over to Xbox on Game Pass and uh I I I didn't hear a thing about this game in the sense that I just had my head in the sand. I didn't want to know anything about it. I knew it eventually would become multi-platform of some variety, um, not having a PS5 myself. Um, so I, I just waited it out, and, and here we are, and I was able to dive in, and so far, so good, I'm enjoying the game. 
what I like most about this game so far, uh, we'll circle back to what it is, I guess, in case anybody doesn't know what the, the dialogue and the voice acting are so good in this game. And I'm about two and a half hours in, but the lines and, and the banter is, is just, it's perfect. It's, you could cut out the gameplay and it'd be a nice, a nice little, uh, uh action, a nice movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Action comedy situation going on here with, <laughs> with a lot of gore on the side. <laughs> So, so so the banter is between I guess the character that you play. Yeah, so you would play Colt, uh, who kind of just wakes up on a on a beach and you don't know anything. That's that's oh, literally okay. image one. <laughs> one image of those one. stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dive in halfway through the lifestyle here and this is where you are. And uh yeah, and then you just uh you go through the game now. Uh again, Deathloop for for those who don't know, it's it's uh what what would you call it? Uh, um roguelike in, in, in a sense where you complete your runs and as you progress you learn more about the story you get upgrades for weapons and, and armor if you want to call it that and you proceed to uncover the mystery that is why this is happening so then um, so when you die you start over at the beach again correct okay but then, yeah time, like i knew this was a rogue something and so I didn't really pay too much attention because I was like, there it's a rogue-like or light or whatever shooter, which are two genres that I don't really love. That being said, I've played a lot of roguey games in the last year or so, and I have really enjoyed them. So maybe it's worth taking a second look. I, I agree. I think if, yeah, if you definitely like first-person shooters, um, I... I was a huge first-person shooter fan, uh, Battlefield 2, Bad Company, then 3 and 4 until they lost that momentum. Um, <laughs> and getting back into it now, because I haven't been playing first-person shooters for a, a year or two now, if you're just getting back into it, everything's so fast. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so fast. <laughs> so, and it's not even multiplayer right now. Um, but anyways, so uh, yeah, when you jump in, so and the, the things they're doing in this game, again, you've probably heard some of this before, but waking up on the beach and you start going and there, there's words uh, appearing on the on the uh the environment that your okay. character can actually see you know so someone's like you know it's time to get up here you know you do this over here ring ring and you're like you're listening and reading to all this stuff and he's bantering to himself and then you pick up a radio and you're able to banter uh with somebody else um at, at this point i'm not sure what the take is but her name is juliana and she doesn't like you. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't she the assassin who's trying to kill you? I'm pretty sure. Like, that's what I yeah. gleaned from the trailers is that there's well, yeah, like okay. two so, people in this like arena and they're trying to kill each other. Yes. So there's a lot of um, a banter between these two via a radio and she seems to know what's happening. And obviously that's because I think she's been in this loop a little longer or something of that nature. But the banter is, is amazing. And she kind of guides and sets things up for you. And she's kind of toying with you. And but along the way, you you know, there's N uh, not NPCs. There's the generic bad guys uh, who he actually ends up commenting on a lot of them. And, and Bethesda or, or um, yeah, Bethesda put a lot of work into like each character like if you can hover over each of them and it tells you like he's a uh, quick to action or he's lazy or he he has this weapon he likes bananas <laughs> like you know what i mean like there's <laughs> some weird things they put that's in here something that's really important for you to know I when know. you're trying to murder someone is whether exactly. or not they enjoy bananas <laughs> but it's just so fun to read these things and it takes time out but you're listening to their banter between themselves from a distance and whatnot 
but all this little th little stuff that they put in there and again most of the people won't care or won't need to know this stuff but for those who investigate every little part of uh the setup it's just adds to the to the story and the, and the complete um i guess storytelling that they're going for and again it's just funny stuff and it continues to uh to make me just chuckle i'm i'm you know just playing it by myself and i'm chuckling to myself <laughs> and uh and yeah and, and even like when he uh I, I did die in one of my runs and just when he comes back like he he recognizes it and there's comments on that and you know what i mean and just progress so it's really interesting to see and again i i'm two and a half hours in i'm still going i'm enjoying it and i'm sure some who are listening have already beaten this thing and are way ahead of me on this but i'm ready to go <laughs> it sounds really interesting and and i mean i do like I say, I'm I'm warming up to the idea or I guess like the the newer interpretations of the genre are really interesting to me. Uh, so. So, yeah, maybe this is actually something I would enjoy because it looked it looked cool and fun when I first saw the trailer. And then they were like roguelike shooter. And I was like, nope, <laughs> I yeah, am and out. <laughs> so. and again, I'm with you. I, I stayed away from a couple of those and I did I did jump into Hades a bit back in the day and I, and I had a couple runs and I enjoyed it. But then I just once I think once you stop playing it, it's just like, oh, I got to do that part or I forget where I am. And I'm like, no, nope. mm. <laughs> you know, kind of kind of bounce off things. But yes, I'm, I'm hoping to stick with this. And if I don't have a, a break in between, I think we're going to get there. So when you die and you wake up on the beach, how does the actual like roguelike come into play? Like, do you what do you keep? What do you lose? Um, does your character like remember stuff at that point or? Yeah, so I don't, like I said, I'm not sure what 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 you would keep, but when you progress, uh, you you remember passcodes, you remember names, you remember patrols, um, stuff like that. So, okay. and then when you go into your, I'm going to call it like your base, your hub, you can gear up with the stuff that you had there. So now, like, now I know where that weapon is, so I can go get that. I know how to get that thing, so you can go and get that. I don't need to get that code anymore because I learned it in my previous run. Okay. Right? So, yeah, so there's items like that, and again, the the whole time, and just like the way, the way the voice acting has come along in some of these, you know, bigger games, uh, the acting is just so on point. Like, you know, he's exhausted when he's running, but he's still talking, or he's climbing a cliff, and he's you could hear it in his voice, and you're just like, like the extra effort that these uh, studios and, and actors are going to produce this content is just great. Like, it's just I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. That's good. It sounds like a lot of fun. And again, like this is another one that's now come to Game Pass and and so is is free to play for those of us who are subscribed to Game Pass. So it's probably something that I'll at least try it now because, you know, I wouldn't have paid $90 for it, but I'll try it on Game Pass. <laughs> it's it's hard to pass up an hour of free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I feel like that's just like the theme of the rest of the show is like, well, of yeah. course I would try it on Game Pass. Um, that's so, right. so speaking of which, Josh, yeah. what, are you, uh, what have you been playing for free? <laughs> so this one is kind of interesting because Xbox has started doing this thing where they'll send you like upcoming games that they think that you'll like and then they allow you to like pre-install them so i have pentiment which is coming out in november i think which is which is another kind of title that i think looks really cool but you know i haven't really looked into it too far but it, it popped up as Great. a title i might like and i was like oh okay cool um so i preloaded that one and then this title popped up and only just released this week it's called beacon pines and this was another one that xbox was like hey we think you'll like this do you want to pre-install it and i was like okay <laughs> again it's free why not um and so i started playing it and 
it's a it's kind of like a an adventure like exploration kind of game um but it's also got this like it, it almost <laughs> roguelike honestly um because it's kind of like a choose your own adventure story and you die a lot <laughs> and then okay. you die and you kind of like can go back to any um they're called uh oh shoot now i can't remember what they're called but they're basically like points in the story where you can choose a different path and see what that opens up so the oh, whole thing okay. is like told as if you're writing a storybook and so you go around and what you're actually looking for in any given location are uh keywords basically so like if you go and sit in front of the fire for instance then that unlocked the word ponder and then so at some point in the storybook there's going to be like almost like mad libs <laughs> where like oh. you could just like throw a word into a blank and yeah, that will see this. yeah and then that will unlock a different branch of the story and then you can go back previously and explore yeah, that branch. So, yeah, so you can, all of those points in the story where there's blanks for you to fill in with these words that you find throughout the world, um, all of those points in the story you can go back to at any time. You just press, um, well, I guess it doesn't really matter because I'm playing <laughs> keyboard and mouse, so that's not going to translate to your Xbox controller. But basically you press a button and it goes to this page that looks like a tree and then there's like basically all of those points are like flowers on the tree. Honestly, the the visual design of this game, it's so pretty. Like the art style is very painterly, but then like the characters themselves are a little bit more well defined, like still kind of in the same style, but not whooshy <laughs> is the best way I can kind of describe it, I, which I think. Yeah, no, I think everybody who's listening knows exactly what Joss means when she says whooshy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, they're just, the, the characters themselves are just a little bit more, um, like, defined, and the animations on them are pretty smooth, and you basically control this character, and you run around the world, and you're looking for these little, like, magnifying glass things to pop up, and when you interact with the different things, you learn more stuff, or you find these keywords, and then eventually you'll get to a point in the story where it's like, hey, this is one of those, like, branching moments, and I really wish I remembered what the word was, because they have a word, and it's very descriptive, <laughs> but anyways, um, these kind of, like, branching moments... And then it pops up with like any of the words that you've collected that will fit on that page. And so sometimes very early on, especially you only have one option. Other times you might have three, four five different options uh, that kind of like fit the scenario and fit the scene. And then so you choose one. And then that like uh, tree page will remember the ones that you've tried, which is really, really nice. So like, It'll show you all the possible words that you could have put into the blank on the right hand side. And if you've already played through the branch that that word would create, there's a little check mark on top of it. So you don't have to okay. wonder like, oh, wait, did I was, you know, did pondering get me there or did fight get me there? Or, you know, like so. So, so technically there's wrong answers. Um, I don't know if I necessarily answer every answer leads to something. So okay. like so I think I have a collection of about, say, 20 words right now. And so for any given blank, it might only give me like two options or three options. Like I don't I can't pick from all 20 for every blank. 
Um, it is still a little bit curated. So everything that you try will take you somewhere. Um, and they're not necessarily like wrong answers, but like this game, when you look at it, when you look at the art style and everything else, like it looks um, a little bit potentially like maybe like whimsical or childlike, but it's dark. You die a lot and like and die and you're a 12 year old. You die. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like not just normally either. <laughs> no, <laughs> like it is very like choose your like the actual like choose your own adventure novels. Like it is very, very similar to that where it's like if you choose the wrong path at the end of a, of a chapter or whatever, when you have a choice point and then it's like, you know, you fall off cliffs or like you know, a person comes at you menacingly with a knife fade to black. Like there's a lot of that. <laughs> and the whole point of the story is like your dad died like six years ago and your mom has now gone missing. So your grandmother's taking care of you. And there's this just like this like sinister undertone to your town that you like try that you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on. But there's a you fail a lot. And like so every time. So, for instance, like I played through like the first night and then I died. <laughs> and then Fair enough. but like through that playthrough, I found a couple of words. And one of the words that I found opened up a different branch for me, at, like on the morning when it that it reset me to. So it reset me to the morning and then I had a, a, a blank to fill in. I used the word I found on the first night and then that, you know, made it so my friend could come with me when I went to the place. And then I didn't die on the yeah. first night um, because now, I had yeah. more word options. Right now in, in death loop, when you die, you kind of get reset back to like your hub. But if you don't make it to the end before that happens, you will have to replay that section. Is there some kind of checkpoint system with with this? Like, is there a, like a hub that you have to get back to, or once you find out what you want, you can you you just die? Yeah. So basically, it's kind of like that. It's like once you once you complete a branch of the story, then you die, <laughs> and then it kind of um, it sets you back. But things have changed. Is like the best way I can kind of okay. like it doesn't make you replay through all of the things. Um, it just kind of like it, it is very checkpointy. So like it'll it'll put you back there. It'll give you your your kind of first option to change something. And it's very similar probably to Deathloop where it's like um, on the first day when you run into the town, it's very, you know, Majora's Mask in that everyone has a schedule. Everyone's in the same spot. So it's like the first day I went around and talked to everybody. So I don't have to go around and talk to everybody again because I've already gone and, and gotten everything right. I could. So I can just kind of run to the first like blank that I have to fill in, fill that in with my new word. And then that sends me off on a different branch. So, you know, the, it does it does set you back to the same spot, but you don't have to go through everything over and over again, um, which was, yeah. you know, my kind of like question mark about i was like oh am i gonna have to go through everything again because right. like there's a lot <laughs> yeah and, and this is that reminds me of like the old old school games when you get so far and then you die but then you you there is no checkpoint system and you're like is it worth it now yeah. <laughs> is it worth it for me to play again <laughs> but yeah but now yeah, no, so like, you do like, you do kind of like you start the story over at the beginning but it changes very quickly. Like the branches start very, very quickly. So there's not a whole lot of repetition, um, which is good because there's only a little bit of voice acting. So the voice acting is basically like the narrator 
And uh, so, like, as the story is being written, because it's like you playing the main character are working with the narrator to basically, like, find the good ending to the story. And so, like, as you're writing the story with the narrator and then you come to a bad ending, she's like, oh, no, okay, that's not the right ending for this story. Let's go back. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it is. It's a really cool kind of, like, spin on, you know, why you're redoing stuff. Um, And so everything that's like in the book is voice acted, but all of the interactions with like the characters in the game and everything else, like it's all reading. It's just there's no voice acting other than the narrator. So it's it is a lot of reading as a lot of these games are. Yeah. Can you talk about the art style real quick? I mean, I, I, I guess I can. I thought I got I it, Martin. super cute. It is, yeah, like, the, the character design in particular, like, it is, it is really, really cute. Like, I, there's a lot of different characters. They're all animals or, like, anthropomorphized. Oh, right. The one where woodland they make creatures. animals look like people. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but they're all, like, like, woodland creatures. Yeah, they are, yeah. So there's, like, so you play as this little, like, um, I think you're a deer. You've got antlers. But they're really little because you're little. <laughs> but then, like, you're a goat. Maybe yeah, a goat. maybe a goat. Yeah, but then, like, your grandmother isn't though. <laughs> she, oh, oh. <laughs> she's like, I think she's, I think she's a fox. That's, a, that's she a has, story for another time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and there's like, there's a little penguin. There's a squirrel. Uh, your best friend is, I think, maybe a cat. <laughs> there's a rhinoceros maybe yeah there's a rhinoceros there um i'm trying to think uh there's wolves there's a there's like a family of wolves uh there's a dog that owns the drugstore (laughs) it's it's very it's very cute (laughs) well and see this is the thing this is what sucked me in is i was expecting like cute and kind of childish like you're writing a storybook the the background art style is very painterly i was like okay this is going to be like a super chill whatever and then like you're playing a little kid and he starts dying horribly. It's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it's very like the, the contrast there is crazy because there is this like sinister thing going on in the background uh, that you kind of you start to uncover pretty quickly because like I say, you die a lot. So you start to see the like who's good and who's bad pretty quickly because people start killing you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you kind of start to figure like, okay, that's a bad guy. That's a bad guy because I know he killed me two playthroughs back. (laughs) So it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it sounds like a cute little game. I mean, I say cute because I'm looking at the art style. But yeah, again, sounds like a very interesting game. It is. And and I mean, I love a mystery. I'm a sucker for trying to figure things out. So, you know, this is this is right up my alley. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, and you also played something else on, on Game Pass, um, which at first I thought was just an insult to me at the, in the notes. You suck at parking. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, um, okay. (laughs) I mean, true, but do you really have to like point it out? (laughs) It kind of came out of nowhere. I forgot the TM. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I was, uh, as again, I was, uh, you know, catered to, to the, the new section on, on Game Pass and. Uh, as I outlined to Joss, I was uh, I was waiting for things to happen, and and while I was waiting, I'm like, oh, let's let's get a few items here, and one of them was you suck at parking, and uh, it's I had no, no idea what to expect. I saw the name, and I was like, I'm good with this because I I am a great parker. I can I can park anything <laughs> anywhere. I love it, right? But I watch people 
in this world who have a very hard time parking, <laughs> whether that's in an empty parking lot, parallel parking, whatever. So I'm like, is this like a parking simulator? Like, I wonder if this is something about, because there's a lot of Sims games coming out lately. And I'm like, yes. I could do a parking simulator. And uh, I queued I it I up. I love and, that and... you thought it was a parking simulator and somehow that excited you. <laughs> I, I I'm very good at parking. <laughs> Did I not mention this? I could get those high scores. <laughs> Man, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so anyways, so once I loaded it up, it's uh, it's got an, uh, an, a cartoony art style, and I was like, well, this is not quite what I thought. And then you did the tutorial, and it's it's not exactly at all what I thought. So it turns out that this game is more of a, a, a top-down-esque uh, driving game. I, I Without the art style lining up, it's more like Grand Theft Auto 1 or 2, where <laughs> the car, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> The car controls just like that. It's squirrely. All you have is a, a, a gas button and a, and a left and right to drive. And and the so no of this brakes, game, no brakes. So this game starts out with the you know tutorial you know come and gone level one. You drive and you have to park in this designated parking spot. So it seems easy enough, right? So you you make a few turns and you go there and you stop. But if you're not in that parking spot, you get the big X. There's no parking allowed anywhere on this map except for in that one little zone, which is about the size of your car. Now, you don't have to be perfect, but you need to get like at least like a 5% bumper in there or something. All right. And to make things even more interesting, there's no reverse. And ah. once you stop, that's considered parking. So if you let off the gas, then you're parked. And if you're not in it, you get reset. So wow. right back to the start. Now, I thought that was like, oh, this is interesting. So I, I probed a little further it, into this here. And, you know, I got I got the hang of the squirrely controls. And, and if you miss a spot, you kind of just flutter the gas and you kind of do a little bit of a circle. Right. And everything, everything seemed good. I'm like, no problem. I can do this. I'm still good at parking. And then I found out there was a timer. <laughs> <laughs> so the timer is not long. These levels are like a minute to two minutes long. And it starts out with one parking spot, just drive and park, drive and park, drive and park. And then it adds a couple spots. Then you have to do two or three parking spots in the designated time. So you drive, you park. That one's taken care of. Then you drive and you park to number two. That one's taken <laughs> care of. And you drive and park. But if you miss number three and the timer runs out, you got to restart the level. Wow. Right? It's like collecting stars. So this way you collect parking spots. So if you get enough and parking spots... Like these courses, so I'm watching trailers as you're talking, these courses are insanity. It yeah. looks like Mario Kart, but on steroids. There are oh, jumps years. and bombs and all kinds of things. <laughs> 100%. And this is where I was like, you know, I, did, I again, I knew nothing about this game. So I'm, I'm plugging along here and you end up in like an overworld and you can drive to like the next section and I'm in there and they're like, hey, by the way, now we added uh, explosive railings. And I'm like, oh, okay. So now you can't touch a wall. Okay, no problem. So, you know, so I mosey on through there after uh, uh, some hard sessions and I get to like the next section. It's like, hey, now we've added jumps and magnets. And I'm like, whoa. So you get near a magnet and the thing just, it fires you off the level. Like there is, <laughs> there is zero control. You cannot break, right? There's zero breaking. So pretty much if the magnet gets a hold of you, you're flying off the level. <laughs> And then you keep going, and they're like, now we've added, uh, the one where I stopped at was they added police cars. So they have little traffic lights and a line on the road. So when you cross that line, you run a red light, and a police car pops up behind you. And their goal <laughs> is just to hit you. If they hit you, you're busted, right? Like, you cannot drive your car anymore. But you're still able to drift and stuff. So if you magically get pushed into a parking spot in that busted scenario, you'll, it'll still count. It'll, exactly right. So it, it's interesting because like all these different elements and i'm like you know it reminded me of trials um yeah, the you know the dirt bike game the 
where you would, uh, I guess, do trials on a dirt bike <laughs> controlling a guy, but you could go up a hill. Wherever and did you... they get the title? <laughs> I know, right? And then they did a sequel. But anyways, it reminded me of trials um, because once you get into it, you can reset your car. Like if you if you're going for spot number one and you you, you get flown off the level, you can just restart instantly. Like that, you hit one button and the timer resets. You're back to the start. You know, so and if you fall off a cliff, but you're not quite dead, you can also restart. So it's like you said, it's this uh, I failed, but I don't have time to dwell on that because I got to get going. Right. Right. So this is another like, keep going, just keep rinse and repeat. Just one more time. One more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one more my attempt. gosh. I, I did the one more time thing and I looked at my clock and I was like, it's 45 minutes of one more time. <laughs> I got to I got to go. <laughs> so. So before I, I did end that um, single player session, they do have a multiplayer. Yeah, and I just found the multiplayer trailer and there's eight looks, cars and it looks right. like insanity. <laughs> and I, when I loaded it up, I, as soon as I saw the eight cars at once and they have eight or nine parking spots on the level, I'm like, this is about to get nuts. <laughs> and sure enough, they hit the go button and everybody has the same, you know, eight spots to get into, except... Yeah, so if you get into spot one, you're done. You don't have to go there. And people can also get into spot one. But at the beginning, you're all trying to jam yourselves into spot one, right? And then spot two. But then everybody's going for their own thing, but there's collision. So if you're aiming for a jump and somebody hits your back end, all of a sudden you're swirly <laughs> all over the place and you might as well restart. And having eight different people. And there's a every time someone gets a parking spot, you can see it on the leaderboard, you know, and there's a time limit still. So it's like whoever gets the most spots in the two minute time limit. But it was so much fun because, like you said, the levels are. Uh, they're, they're vertical, they're Mario Kart S, there's, there's turns, there's jumps, explosions, magnets, uh, gravity beams. All Crush, of this crushy stuff. platforms, it looks like. Everything. <laughs> and it's just crazy because you're watching these people and sometimes you don't know where all the spots are. So maybe you'll follow somebody, right? You follow somebody here, you follow somebody there, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, they went the wrong way and I followed them off a cliff. So, you know, so be it. <laughs> Because right, so, you can't break and you can't reverse. <laughs> no, that's it. So if they go and you you can't spin that control, you're you're off. You're off yeah. with them. But I think this is going to be where I spend a lot of time. It's just checking out these multiplayer levels because I only played one session. So each session is a, is three maps uh, on the multiplayer. So whoever has the most uh, parking spots or score at the end of three uh, levels becomes the winner. You know, it counts you first round. You get ten, ten, eight, six, five, whatever. Right. Points, okay. And then you yeah. add that up. So at the end of three, you know, if you let's just say you get first place all three times, you'll have 30 and then in succession. So that's how you progress. And then, of course, there's cosmetics for your car. You can change your colors, your horns, your whatever. So there's a lot to unpack here. And I think (laughs) it's really neat. Um, And I'm really looking forward. I think this would be a great couch co-op game. I don't know if it has couch co-op, but to play with your friends online is just equally as. (laughs) I was going to that was going to be my next question is like, so can you and I queue into a multiplayer match together? Because this sounds Sounds like the kind of game that might end friendships. <laughs> I I would a hundred percent think you're right. <laughs> Can you queue in? I'm not sure. I have not tried because I just found, like I said, I just found that there was a multiplayer on my last session. But these types of games where you have to compete with your friends and they have a direct impact on your <laughs> success are one of the greatest. Uh, I, I, what do you what, what would you say? Bond making or bond breaking scenarios? <laughs> I think so. And I, um, everybody knows how I play when friendly fire is involved. So it's not so much going to be about me getting into parking spaces as it is going to be about me preventing everyone else from parking. Right. If I'm in last place, you guys <laughs> yes, are all coming with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to take down the whole lobby. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. This this could be either an amazingly fun experience for us or awfully terrible and we probably shouldn't play together 
we will have to dive in to see what options yeah. are available. It is on Steam and it is on Game Pass. Um, the two for sure that I'm looking at. So can you uh, uh, can you play cross platform? Do you know like can if I have it on Steam, even though I would get it on Game Pass, but if I'm on Steam and I want to play with you, can I send requests cross platform? Um, there's an immediate answer right now. Okay, fair. <laughs> we will have to look into that. I do we'll not want to yeah, lead well, I'll, astray. I'll tell you guys next week uh, if if we were able to end our friendship or not. <laughs> if you see someone removed from Discord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you had one final game for us this week. And this one is one I haven't played yet, but I did hear people talking about it. It sounds really cool. Metal Hellsinger. What's that like? Indeed. Another guy. Game Pass is just the gift that keeps on giving. Um, so I think it, I honestly think it just came out um, it, it really recently and it hit it into Game Pass. So Metal Hellsinger, it does have a story and the story right away, I was intrigued. It's, uh, you know, an ex-individual goes all the way down, 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 down into the depths of hell. And I don't know much about the why yet, but uh, we'll find out. Anyways, she ends up, you're, you're this protagonist and you are trying to escape and apparently during the the prologue you had a uh, a battle with uh death himself uh and he locked you into a tomb okay in hell so then you find this narrator who the narrator is so far it's it's awesome it's another one of the situations like perfectly told narration and he tells his story um from his perspective and he it turns out to be just a floating skull at this okay. point in time. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I'm interesting. So here we go. So we got the uh, protagonist. We got a little narrator thing. And they kind of just let you go in this level. And it is a starts out as a, um, a first-person melee combat situation. And I didn't know what to get into. I, I, I Nothing. Just jumped in blind here. And as you go, you realize this, this game is really uh, based on the beat, based on a rhythm. Right. It's and very it's musical, the, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And sorry, like a flashback, when I loaded this up to the menu screen, I was telling Joss, uh, I noticed that the flames were in time to the, the to the background music of the of the title screen. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. This, I, like, I really like how they did that. It's like a little pyrotechnic show that went with the beat. Flash <laughs> forward, you know, 20 minutes. Uh, you have to attack with your melee weapon to the beat of the music that's happening. And the music in the background is metal. So... Uh, you know, just, just to give you an idea, like the, I'm not, I'm not, I listen to music. I know of <laughs> metal. I'm not like, I love, I love Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I know some systems of a down song stuff like that. Like I know the big ones. Right. And I enjoy them. And this music started and then the beat started and it was just, I was just into this. There's like a, you know, you have a sword and you're attacking to the beat of the song and the whole time your, your cursor, the, the trigger uh, I, sorry, the cursor of the screen where you normally your reticle. Thank you. The reticle um, <laughs> is is flashing to the beats of the song. So if you're ever confused, it's there to be like you know now, 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 and 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 so on. <laughs> and you're fighting these these demons in hell. And then flash forward. That sounds they, they pretty metal. You, <laughs> it is right. It doesn't get much. <laughs> this is like you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, I'm gonna leave a show aside. Never mind. But anyways, as we progress, and then you find out you get weapons. And I like I had a, a shotgun that again goes to, like the perfect um sh like shot after shot after shot is timed perfectly to the beat, and even the reload sequence is timed to the beat. It's just it's it's incredible, and uh, all of a sudden the game like I said I was having so much fun. To me, I said it earlier that this just reminds me it's like it's like Beat Saber or Guitar Hero meets uh, Doom. 
Uh, it's it's you're in hell. You're battling these things. It's violent. It's gory, and and it's just something you like the metal music you'd put on in the background while playing Doom just to get like enthralled into this scenario. But they did all of that for you, and then all of a sudden you hit a sixteen multiplier, right? Because everything's timed to the beat like any other rhythm game. And it's by the way, it is Doom S, so you are free to run around and do whatever you want, jump and and you know go your own path to get around these enemies. But once you hit the 16 multiplier, the vocals come in on the songs. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it was just, it blew my mind. It was just all of a sudden, it was just like this, like I I was just enthralled in this world. I had nothing else going on. It was just me and the music and battling through hell. And I was like, (laughs) it sounds very immersive. (laughs) Right. And I was just like, this is incredible. And uh, I I, I didn't want to stop playing this. And uh, I, I mean, I had to because we had to we had to get moving here. But still, <laughs> and, I'm uh, sorry, as, I ripped you out of hell. <laughs> I know I, I have to get back there as soon as possible. <laughs> but some of the some of the songs are so uh, uh, you know real quick. So you could 16 multiplier and you go and yes, you can lose the multiplier. And if you lose the 16, it goes back to eight. Then you're back to uh, to just the the beats of the song. But you can get it back. And they have a way um, to keep the beats going, even if there's no enemies around. You kind of switch to the to the floating skull I was telling you about, and you can still pulse your weapon to the beat of the song to maintain everything that's happening till you get to the next uh, section or battle arena or whatever. Oh, okay. So like the the floating skull narrator guy acts as target practice. That's it. So and and you can keep going. So you can switch between him. He does like a kind of like a uh you know weakens the enemies so you can perform your your ultimate melee on them and like you know slice them in half or rip off a head or whatever so very <laughs> doom-esque and uh but again and then I, I fought a huge boss who was flying around explosives everywhere enemies flying around like it was just it was i loved it i could i can't i i'm shocked that this game was not on my radar at all and uh and then after i'm like listening to the music i, I had to dive in deeper and surge tankian from System of a Down is one of the one of the uh, artists on this album. Same with Randy Blythe from Lamb of God. Uh, so they have some some. Bitty... You are saying words right now. <laughs> I am saying words. Uh, you know, but anybody who's listening who knows this genre, yes. I'm sure that's that's you know turning some heads. So again, if you like rhythm games and uh, even I'm going to say metal, heavy alternatives, whatever, uh, give it a try. It's um, I, 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 I'm shocked. That's all I can say is I'm shocked. And I'm looking forward because I, I missed out on Doom when it first came out. So I, like, like, jo- like you said, Joss, once you miss that game that comes out, you know, it gets piled, you know, new games get piled on top of it and then you don't ever get a chance to get back there. So having that said and done, this would be my little Doom filler. And I'm looking forward to getting right back into it. It sounds really interesting, and I, I feel like this is, you're right about it not really being, I'm sure it's on, it was on some people's radar, but this kind of came out of nowhere for me, but this is one of those titles that, um, like, my social media, everyone started talking about this kind of out of nowhere, and, and everyone was talking about this this rhythm and, and shooting to the beat and everything else and, and saying how immersive it was and interesting it was, and it did seem to come completely out of nowhere. So uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting title, and I think, again, this is another Game Pass title, so um, you guys can mm. try it out for free, but it's also, it's available on other platforms, though, right? It's not a, an Xbox Game Pass exclusive. Yeah, I do believe so. Yeah, and it's by a, a development team called The Outsiders, which I've, I think this might be their first game. Um, oh, and they're cool. out of, uh, I think they're out of Finland. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it's if more more of this to come. I, I'm I'm already up for a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like, yes, give me a sequel when you're like 
I'm a like, yeah, of I know. hours in. Like <laughs> that's how that's how much it caught me. I just can't like, and I love music in my game. Like I love Beat Saber, and and I love the Guitar Heroes. And I think when the last time I was on, I was talking about a new rhythm game that I stumbled across on Game Pass as well, uh, Arrow. But again, like this stuff just sucks me in. And and for this particular first person genre shooter, Doom. Oh, it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's an interesting kind of marriage of genres between like because a lot of rhythm stuff that you see is often a little bit more like poppy and, you know, whatever. Exactly. Uh, it, it or like dancey. Or, yeah, exactly. A little bit more mainstream. So to to take that rhythm concept and apply it to metal and then also give it this really like well done um, kind of like art style and, and very polished gameplay of a you know, hell-based demon bloody sh doom-like shooter. Uh, it's it like it fits the genre of music and it's just such an interesting combination. And I find that like more and more of the games that I'm really enjoying don't stick to those genre boundaries quite as much. They start to blur the lines between a couple of different things. Like, I mean, the, the very first one that I tried that really did this was Boyfriend Dungeon, where it was like, hey, I'm a dating game, but also a dungeon crawling roguelike. Like, yay. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Um, and yeah, and it kind of see them branching out, right? With yeah. Their, uh, you know, here's the three genres that we all knew, and now they're combining them all. Yeah. And, and creating really interesting new experiences by blurring those lines. So it seems like Metal Hellsinger has done the same sort of thing. And uh yeah, I think a lot of people are really digging it. So uh, if any of that, like shooters, doom, metal, rhythm games appeals to you, go and check this out. Metal Hellsinger again, available on many platforms that we played it over on uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, did want to remind you guys that if you do like what we do here at the Gamers Inn, head on over to Patreon to support the show like Jamie and Drew did. They are our September patrons. Thank you so much for supporting the show over at patreon.com slash the Gamers Inn. That brings us to the news this week. A uh, really quick story before we jump into the big one. And you guys know what the big one is because it's been huge this last week. But NVIDIA has announced it's next gen of graphics cards, the RTX 490 and 480. Uh, and these things are expensive. I feel like because, I mean, obviously, they're new tech. They've got specs. The specs are impressive. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, of specs. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I'm, I'm not super into the nitty gritty of like, what tech goes into really anything like my consoles, my PCs, like any of that, like I'm, it's not my jam, but I know every time that there's a, like a next generation of this stuff, it's better. That's a pretty, like, that's just how this stuff goes. If it's not up the wrong, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the 480 has two different versions, one that is uh, 12 gigs, the other one's 16. And then the 4090 has 24 gigs. And this is just, just the graphics card. So they are obviously very powerful. Uh, apparently, they consume the same amount of power as the previous generation, even though they are these like huge, massive upgrades. Uh, apparently, they're two to four times faster than the 3090, which was the previous uh, best card that NVIDIA had to offer. Um, but it's, it's kind of interesting because the price tag on these things is really high. So the 4080 12 gig version, it starts at $899 and then the 16 gig version is $1199 and then the 4090 is $1599 and that is all USD. And I think it's a really interesting choice that they've made to, and again, like new tech, all tech is expensive right now. There's shortages all over the world, but at the same time, 
There is crazy inflation all over the world. There is, you know, many, many, many countries are going through recessions and the demand isn't necessarily there because uh, cryptocurrencies have kind of tanked. So people aren't necessarily mining as much as they were in the previous generation because there was a huge supply problem and there was a lot of scarcity in the last generation of NVIDIA cards in the 3080s, 3090s. Um, But I don't really necessarily feel like those same pressures are there because crypto mining isn't as lucrative as it was a couple years ago. So I think that this is a very interesting uh, pricing choice that NVIDIA has made. And I don't know if it's going to pay off for them. Like, it seems like, you know, it just it just seems like too much for one part of a PC. Right. And I know some people will buy them, but I don't think the demand's going to be there like it was last generation. I think. I think this is going to do some wonders for the used market. Uh, like you said, once once crypto is, is subsided a bit and these cards become available and, and all this the 3090s that are being tied up are now becoming free, you know, when your option is $1,600 for a new card or possibly, you know, a quarter of that for a, a used one, it, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on that. Um, I don't know if there's actually a release date for the 4090s and 4090s, but um, yeah, that that was the announcement out of NVIDIA, which is also kind of crazy because they lost a huge partner uh, this week as well. So it's kind of weird that they had this like huge partner that left and, you know, but also they're still charging these these very expensive prices, I think. Um, for their next generation of cards. So I'm I'm going to be interested to see what the supply looks like as, as we go forward as these cards become available. Um, but the big story this week, the big story is the GTA 6 leak. So um, if you guys have been kind of living under a rock, um, Grand Theft Auto 6. So uh, first of all, GTA 5 still up and running, still super profitable for Rockstar, but it did come out in 2013. So it's, it's you know, a nine, almost 10 year old game at this point. The franchise is due for an update. People have been asking for GTA 6 forever. Um, and so GTA 6 was officially announced by Rockstar in February of this year. But it's still very, very, very early in development. So a few days ago on September 18th, there were 90 clips from GTA 6 posted on a forum. And so they weren't posted from any sort of like um, alpha or beta test or anything else. Like it was a full on hack. And actually the, the person who claimed responsibility for the hack is also the same person who hacked or, or who claimed responsibility for the Uber hack. Um, which I think was a week and a half ago, maybe yeah. very yeah, recently as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when these clips went up on the forum, uh, it also included some code from the game as well as some unfinished assets. Uh, everyone was basically saying like, oh, you know, well done, but obviously a hoax like this can't be GTA six. Like, look at this thing, um, because, again, it's very early in development. So there was a lot of like, you know, nice try, grain of salt, whatever. But Rockstar actually came out and confirmed the leak and said that they were, you know, victims of a hacker. There was a network intrusion that they didn't intend or they didn't think that development of the game or any future plans were going to be impacted by the intrusion necessarily. Um, But I think like the full extent of this is, you know, we still don't really know. But um, it's it's one of the biggest, I think, hacks in probably the entertainment industry. <laughs> like there was it's, a lot yeah. of stuff taken. 
Um, and so the FBI is actually now involved because uh, the two major companies were hit by the same person, uh, a person or people. And I think that um, they either suspect that they're part of a larger hacker group who's gone after a lot of major companies or um, like I'm not sure if the person was actually claiming to be part of the larger group or if they think there's an association there. But anyways, um, the FBI is involved because this is starting to be a big problem. Um, the, the group in particular is going after a lot of major corporations. And so, like I said, the FBI is now involved in the Rockstar hack. Uh, but the thing I kind of wanted to focus on, because like all like I am really not a fan of leaks. I feel so bad for devs when oh. stuff gets leaked, because like regardless of how you feel about the company, like there are a lot of really shitty game companies like we've covered all the stuff that's been going on with Blizzard. We've covered tons of stuff with like Riot and Ubisoft and EA. It just seems like every single big game company is shit. <laughs> yeah, it gets corrupted along the way. Yeah, like there's there's not a whole lot of good to be found at the upper levels of those companies. But a lot of them exploit their workers because their workers like they have such a passion for what they're creating. And so when things get leaked and when they're unable to kind of like control the narrative and show us stuff when it's finished and, and all the rest of it, like people start to like write off the game really quickly. And that was happening with GTA 6. People were saying, this looks like shit. Like, how is this the next entry into the GTA franchise? Like, what is going on? These graphics are terrible. This blah, blah, blah. The, everything's rough. This is, looks awful. And it's like. It's still really early in development. It was announced like six months ago that they were going to start working on it. Like, what did you think this was going to be? And so exactly. the, the one good thing I did want to kind of focus on here is that there's a lot of game devs who are sharing very early development footage from already released titles, basically like in solidarity with the Rockstar team. So like the one that I saw specifically was really early development of Control and Control went mm. on to win a whole bunch of awards, inc including um, awards for its graphics. And <laughs> the, the early development video is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it looks so bad. <laughs> and that, that's the thing. The amount of time that goes past from A to, to, to finished is, yeah. is a lot happens. And I, I remember the, uh, the Spider-Man, um, I'm not sure if it was a leaker or maybe it was just recent. Anyways, when... Um, Spider-Man for PS4 showed the unfinished New York, right? And they were like, "This is this is unfinished. This is under development." And people, the same thing was like, "That's that's not right." But again, sometimes you have to take these steps in order to get to the finished product. Yeah, and it's so funny how no matter how many times, even when the devs do show us stuff, and even when it's not a leak necessarily, they say like you know, footage, not final game in development, you know, this, that, and the mm -hmm. other thing. And it's just, they just want to show us like a concept and what they're thinking and where they're going with the title and people just rip them apart. So I, I kind of like to see all the developers that were kind of like showing solidarity with the rockstar team. And I think that's the, the good news story to come out of all of this is basically like, yeah, the leak really sucks. I'm not a, a GTA fan, but I, I imagine like if you were highly anticipating this, you know, like it's it's kind of a bit of a buzzkill. I feel really bad for the devs. But like the good thing to come out of this was like 
people rallied around them and started to, you know, it gave us, the public, a little bit of education on the game development process when you're seeing like all these other titles be like, okay, hey, how about we show you what this game that you loved looked like after six months of work, you know? And so there's a lot of like feel goods that happened with this leak as well. 100%. And yeah, for anybody anticipating GTA 6, like you said, there's a long way to go. Right. And uh, and they'll they'll get to where they need to be, regardless of what this looks like. Yeah, I think that and obviously we don't have release dates or timelines or anything like that, but it was only just announced in February of 2022. Um, I would say like if they started then, which it kind of sounds like they did, this doesn't necessarily sound like a project that's really been in the works forever. Um, then, you know, we've probably got years until GTA six comes out and GTA five is still going strong, even though it is, you know, a 10 year old game and does need an update. Um, it is still extremely popular. It's, it's very Skyrim esque in that it's on a gajillion different platforms and everybody still plays it. Um, there's still a really big kind of fan base an active fan base there even 10 years later. So you know, we're probably still waiting a few years. The game's a few years out. But um, as soon as we have more information about DTA 6, we will sh- from Rockstar, we will yeah, share exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. When they're ready to show us something, they exactly. will. Exactly. <laughs> Which is exactly what they said in their press release in February. They were like, we're really excited to show you some stuff when it's ready. And, you know, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for playing GTA 5, blah, 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 blah. It's coming. We'll show you some stuff soon. And I guess somebody just decided that, you know, February to September they took too long <laughs> I don't know yeah. I it, I don't understand the the kind of thinking behind this but you know right and the general idea with all like, look at all the games in the past year that have been delayed right yeah. and they'll, everybody they get to it when they get to it. when they're not ready they're not going to put something out that they're not happy with right so if they need that time then they're going to take it and this is no different they'll, they'll 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 get up to where they need to be mm-hmm yeah, and I think especially with the, you know, potential fan reaction when you show unfinished stuff, like you said, with the Spider-Man example, like, I don't blame them for playing things close to the chest, right? Yeah, it's the thing. Nobody goes, oh, that looks a little rough, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, that is yeah. not generally the Internet's reaction to things ever. <laughs> so right. it's the same sort of thing with like Elder Scrolls. It's like, I'm sure they're doing stuff in the background for the next Elder Scrolls game, but like we haven't seen anything yet because it's like super far back in development after starfield and so like anything we do see is probably going to be a while out yet and when we do see it it's probably going to be pretty rough because <laughs> those That's are right. big games and like i'm just super stoked for whatever they want to show me when they want to show it because i can't wait for that game and so i wish more people would kind of like take that stance with gta and just be like hey obviously they make a good product because we've been playing the same game for 10 years maybe exactly. we should cut them some slack <laughs> plus everything else that's come out of that studio since kind exactly. of exactly you know. yeah well yeah rockstar doesn't only do gta right so that's the yeah. reason why gta 6 is you know we're doing we're talking about this 10 years later instead of two years later is because rockstar does a whole bunch of other things so um i think they're they're a studio and i mean you know crunch and everything else aside you know all because you know like we said off the top of this story all the game companies generally suck <laughs> but yeah. uh i think that like you know they're they've kind of they're a proven entity in terms of game development and the products that they put out are good so i think that they deserve the benefit of the doubt and i hate how negatively this impacts the devs at the bottom who are the ones going through the crunch and you know like putting their heart and souls and all of their passion into creating these things like 
cut them some slack, guys. Just cut them some slack. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And that's the thing, though, like you said, the, the people at the, you know, I'm going to say air quotes at the bottom who are doing the, the work here, they're, they're, they, I feel for them, right? Because it's, they're, they're working on something so hard and they're looking forward to showing it off when it's ready and this happens and it just kind of takes the wind out of the, mm-hmm. out of the sails there for them, even if it's, like you said, down the road. But yeah, I mean, positive stuff. Let's stick to that. Let's stick to the, the good narration on this side of the story and, uh, and, and get, get through it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think that's pretty much going to do it for the show tonight. Dustin, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, where can folks find your content when you're streaming? Um, I am triple phase three everywhere on all socials. So it's pretty easy that way. Once I, uh, get back into it, I said, right, I was almost done and I am almost done guys. (laughs) My basement. (laughs) But uh, anyways, um, but Joss, just for one last thing, um, were you able to see Sonic two, by the way? Did Ryan no. put you up to that? <laughs> okay, so for anybody who follows the show, um, you know, Joss saw Sonic 1 and wasn't that thrilled. And Sonic 2, Joss, it sounds like you didn't see it. But Netflix is going to give you the opportunity to get on some Sonic uh, some Sonic uh, rides here and collect some rings because they do have a, a series coming to Netflix, an animated series, just so you know. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I might actually enjoy an animated series much more than live action. I will say that. But yeah. uh, I can't believe you snuck <laughs> Sonic news into my show. Damn it. It's not even in the notes. <laughs> Sonic Prime, everyone. Joss will be there first. And uh... oh my God. <laughs> but thank you so much, Joss, for having me back. I you really know, appreciate it. I thought that you suck at parking was going to end our friendship, but I'm pretty sure you just did by, you know, sneaking Sonic. <laughs> Listen, you want to to flip it back to the game. You got Sonic um, Frontiers coming out, right? It's going hand in hand. You can choose which platform to play Sonic. You can watch it or you can play it. It's your choice. Oh, my God. No. Can't. Won't. Uh, On that note, if you guys want to join the conversation and try to rickroll me with Sonic, you can do so at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Also, don't forget, October 2nd, we are going to be starting up the God of War playthrough in the game club. So uh, if you want to join in, it's on multiple platforms now. It's not a PlayStation exclusive. So uh, do check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, we are jumping into Extra Life now. It is that time of year. We're going to start bugging you for money. Very, very shortly, if you do want to support either uh, anyone on the TGI team or myself, um, you can go to either bit.ly slash TGI XL 2022. Apparently, TGI Extra Life 2022 was already taken. Maybe Ryan stole it. I don't know. But anyways, um, bit.ly slash TGI XL 2022 is our short link this year. You can also go to bit.ly slash Joss J-O-C-E 2022 if you'd like to support me directly. Um, But all of our team members are on the team page. So uh, go and check that out we're going to be doing our game day stream we're going to be doing quite a few through november actually because there's a few games that we want to play uh together that have release dates that are later on in the month but we're going to do game day like we always do and uh looking forward to seeing you guys for that you can also follow us on twitter you can find me jocelyn at joss plays ryan is at r murphy and don't forget to follow the show at the gamers in so thanks for staying at the gamers in remember tune in next week bye everybody bye